from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast, where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. We're also on Facebook Live right now, talking about uh, the the ugly truth, so you can kind of see what's going on and hear what's going on, um, what I'm about to talk about. And I know that I've been out of Dodge for a little bit. I haven't been around. Um, as you can see, I'm in a new uh, office, um, no longer in Long Beach, California. Um, I've moved to Upland, California. So from the beach uh, to the mountains. And in the process of doing all that, moving back and forth and everything, uh, haven't been able to do a lot of the podcast, but I'm here now, and that's what's important. Now, what we're going to talk about today is something that we've talked about in the past, but it's something that I think people need to hear, need to understand what's really going on behind the scenes. I actually kind of hate myself for even talking about it because I know that's what these individuals want more than anything else. But I'm going to explain all that in the process of talking about uh, the issue. So to start, this is how it all starts. Over the weekend, um, LeBron James, who, you know, is enjoying this summer, um, is out with his son, AAU AAU team. And he's in the, the layup line dunking. Uh, after an alley-oop, he ran out on the court, lost his shoe. Stuff kind of went viral on social media. Sometimes I disconnect social media from real life and media life. And when I say that, I mean that sometimes people argue about things on social media uh, that aren't worthy of media attention. Um. Some people argue things on social media that isn't worth the time of a network or anything like that to talk about. I thought this was one of those things. Uh, I just thought it was one of those things that people are arguing about on Twitter, maybe on Instagram, comments or whatever, Facebook. Um, I didn't think it was something that was actually going to hit the mainstream media. The reason why was pretty simple. Um, There's no criminal activity. Uh, There's no fights. There's nothing really negative about it. Uh, An overzealous, you know, parent getting excited about their kid is not what I would consider groundbreaking news, even if it is LeBron. Um, I just didn't think much of it. I just like, oh, there's LeBron, you know, acting like LeBron. (laughs) You know, being hyped up at his kids' uh, game. And that was it. Now, before I get into what I really want to talk about, as far as how you would act or someone else would act, 
in those type of situations, you know, that's one of those type of things where a lot depends on your own personality. The The whole point is, as long as you're not being disrespectful, as long as you're not cursing, you're not fighting, you're not yelling at kids from the other team, you're not being abusive. Everybody has their own way, you know, to cheer. And everybody their own way to support their kid. Yet to meet uh, a kid that wasn't appreciative of the support that their parent uh, was giving them. Yeah, it may be a little embarrassed from time to time, but the fact that your parents are there and giving you positive encouragement and being positive and being friends with your friends, all of that is positive stuff from all accounts, unless somebody knows differently. Um, LeBron is good with all the kids, all the parents, all the opposing parents. So it doesn't seem to be an issue uh, there. Now, maybe you just sit and golf clap when you're at a game. You know, maybe you whisper. You know, maybe you silently fist pump. I mean, that's fine, too. You know, if you jump up and down and yell encouragement for your kid, your son or daughter, that's fine, too. Nobody's going to be mad at anybody for saying, you know, go team really loud. So don't try to project yourself. You can't. Reason you're not in the layup line is because you can't do 360 dunks. I don't think anybody is that who was there was that upset about seeing LeBron dunk in the layup line. Now, people will say that. LeBron is taking attention away from his, his kid, that this is his kid's time to shine. Now, I say to that, the kid name, his full name, is LeBron James Jr., okay? Let's <laughs> just, just step back a bit. LeBron James Jr., uh, the attention that's going to be on him is always going to be on him. You can't take away... From that, it doesn't matter what LeBron is doing. That's his namesake, and that's why he has a million followers or whatever it may be. That's why if LeBron posts a video, it gets ten million views. There's nothing that could happen that's going to change the attention that the boy is getting. As far as should LeBron just kind of let him shine and and whatever? Let's think about this logically. Um, the reason and it's not taking anything away from Bronny, but the reason that people care is because he's LeBron James' son. So it's a you know you're looking at things as a twofold. Now, regardless if you think LeBron is being extra, regardless if you think that you know maybe you should tone it down a bit. So he's not the one on camera 24-7, which you can possibly make valid points, you know, for that. The one point that you can't make is that the opposite side of that is preferred. And when I say that, I mean that I'm sure if the choice is between pops being a little extra and no pops or pops that barely shows up or people not caring about you, 
I'm pretty sure you would you would accept Pops going a little bit over the top. I think 99, 99.9% would say, if you had an option, would you rather have a father that you know, loves you, that supports you, that gives you all the tools to try to succeed? And we're not even talking about LeBron, I'm just talking about in general. Does whatever he can for you, does the best for you, does all of that. But, you know, he runs out on the court and he, you know, he's in the layup line. Or you can have a father. And this, like I said, this doesn't have to do with money you know, or fame or anything. There's a lot of athletes, a lot of rich people that don't pay attention to their kids. I mean, Dwight Howard has like about 10 of them. Can't go to every game, can't. You know, you see what's happening with Tristan Thompson. So just because you're rich, that doesn't, that's not the same as actually being there in a two-family household trying to do the best, you know, for your kid. So I don't know how anyone can say that's a bad thing. But, of course, we have people like Jason Whitlock that do that. So here's the thing that you need to understand, and it's really the point of this, this live and this, of this podcast is that these situations, from a media perspective, it's not that the people actually believe what they're saying. Now, it's possible. Not saying it's not possible. I'm saying, but more than if they believe or don't believe it, it's all about what can be done to generate attention towards your show, towards you, towards your take. Now, in general, That's not a bad thing in the sense that your job is to generate attention, viewers, readers, people that like, whatever, comment. That's your your job, right? The problem comes with people like Jason Whitlock and others, be it in sports media, be it in political media, is are you willing to sacrifice who you are? For that attention, for those views, for that. Now, before you say, well, Rob, that's a little bit hypocritical of you because we've heard you say before that you do certain things, you post certain stories because, you know, you got bills to pay. And 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 even though you don't particularly care for those stories or even think that they're relevant. And that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And. I think, you know, a couple of the differences is first off, I I own up to that. The second part, I think, is maybe the most important part is that there are certain lines that you just don't cross. And to me, as a black man in 2019, there are just certain things I wouldn't sacrifice just for money, views, attention or whatever. Like, there's certain things that you can say and do as a black person in media if it's the opposite or if it's more in line with the Trump style of thinking that's automatically going to get you a lot of attention. That's a line I wouldn't cross. But that's a line that Jason Whitlock and others have crossed. And they've done it for monetary reasons, for attention reasons, popularity reasons. 
You know, Jason Whitlock wasn't always like this. But at some point, he figured it out. They'd be willing to sacrifice for the money, the fame, the attention, or whatever. And that's the con game in it all. It's really, it's no different. Well, it's different, but it's the same concepts of what a Skip Bayless does, what others do. It's just when you're black, you're not just saying stupid takes. You're putting your race in jeopardy because that's the real key here. If I talk about the Kardashians, nobody's really getting hurt. If you are demonizing Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James, that allows racist people, white people, to come out and co-sign that and say things like, well, if Jason Whitlock said it, he's black. I can't be racist if I think the same thing. That's a dangerous situation to be in. That's the thing people try to tell Kanye West, Ray Lewis, Jim Bryan, and others, is that even if you think that or a free thinker and everybody's entitled to think whatever they want, you have to think about the damage that you're doing long term. If you are associating with a certain person that's calling places infestations that have mostly black people in it, telling people to go back to their country when they're from here, and you associate with that person, it's going to come back on you. You have to think about stuff like that. Now, some people don't care. And that's the kind game. And here's what you really should know, is that before this stuff gets on the air, it has to go through producers and showrunners and higher-ups and executives. And you know something? Mm, 85-90% of those executives are white. They're white. So when Jason Whitlock says, hey, I want to do a 5-minute, 10-minute segment down in LeBron James, that has to be approved by a white man. And then the promotion of it, let's put it on social media. Let's make sure the clip goes viral. You're willing to sacrifice your race to go viral on an issue that is sensitive to a lot of people. And it's not that Someone said that, you know, because people didn't have a dad in their life, they propped LeBron James up as a super dad. That's not it. It's not it at all. It's not even about propping LeBron James up. It's about no matter what you do sometimes as a black person, there's always a negative connotation to it. You're not around it. Oh, man, black father's never around. You're around all you're too hype. You're taking attention away from your son. No one says this about white people. I do stories all the time about white parents in various sports, baseball, hockey, getting into fights, brawls in front of the kids. I never seen that on FS1. I never seen that on ESPN. I never seen the hot take shows talk about those stories. But LeBron losing a shoe? Mm, Let's talk about that for three days. I understand LeBron is a public figure. I do. 
And if you just clown them for, you know, going over the top, that's fine. When you start talking about the man's fatherhood and his mom and his wife and stuff like that, that's that's a bit much. No matter what you think of him acting out, this is a guy that opened a damn school for kids that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to attend such a an elementary school that gives them hope. If you're going to prop anybody up, it should be LeBron. So it's frustrating because just by spending this 20 minutes talking about it, I'm helping them with the con game. But it's like if you don't speak on it, then it just continues to spread like a disease. So it's a catch-22. That's why for a long time, and it was today, Tuesday, so I didn't even speak on it Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Briefly talked about it yesterday, but then it just it just kept getting out of control. It's sad. It really is. It's sad that someone would sell out their race for a check, for some attention. And I've talked to reporters like this. I've talked to a lot. I've talked to young reporters, old reporters. I don't like it. It's something that that it, it makes me, I, I don't want to associate with people that do that. Even if, you know, 75% is good, that 25% just, like, normally I don't, I'm not big on black-on-black media crime because I feel like, hey, maybe there are some things that people don't like that I do as well. I, I understand that. So 99% of the time, if I see something and it's just a bad sports take or, I don't know, somebody being an idiot, I ignore it. You know, But it's hard when you see someone like Stephen A. Smith come out who has a huge platform and says, you know, takes a big stance on some, some kids throwing water at the NYPD. But then you look through his tweets and he never said anything about Eric Garner or all of these other, you know, we got a, a you know, this video of a guy getting choked in Las Vegas for selling water on the strip. Like, you don't hear anybody, you don't hear him talk about that. That's frustrating. Like, you could do both. You know, hey, don't throw the water. Uh, stop choking and killing people in the streets. You know, it's, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. That's what I was trying to tell you. I'm not saying that you should be throwing water on cops, mainly because I don't want you to get shot. Somebody said something real. I thought was I don't. It was profound, but I don't think they realized how profound it was. I they were they they're MAGA, but they didn't realize how profound it was, and it tells you how the brainwashing has gone on in our society. They said, "Well, you want these police shootings to stop, don't you know that?" Throwing water on a cop, that's just going to lead to more police shootings, more cops shooting black people. And I told him to think about that. Like, really think about that for a minute. You're saying that if I pour water on a cop, all of a sudden that's going to make that cop want to murder me and get away with it in cold blood. 
Like the correlation was so casual the way he said it, but he didn't even really understand how crazy that was. For instance, if my neighbor threw water on me, just water, and I got my shotgun, I blew his head off. Am I not going to jail? See, they don't they don't realize what they be saying because they're so either they're just flat out racist or they're so in their privileged bubble. They can't see anything. It's just a sad situation. And it's just one of those type of things where if you're black, it doesn't matter how successful you are, how much money you got. Even black people will turn on you. And still treat you like an N-word. Follow me on Twitter. At BSO. Facebook Black Sports Online. Instagram BSO uh, TV. Now that I'm all set up. I'm going to get some lights or something for the office. So you can see me a little better. But we'll try to get back uh, with one or two podcasts a week. I'm out. (laughs) 